Yo, you guys watched that uh, Thing Killer yet? Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Off official gun? trailer? Oh, no. Oh, no, I haven't done it yet. Obi-Wan Kenobi, official trailer came out. Not I'm that much. Looking. To... You're looking forward I didn't to see the. I'm looking forward to uh, Top Gun. Yeah. No I heard I heard about it. Is it a reboot or is it just a continuation? No, no. Continuation. All I remember from uh, Top Gun is the guy's name was Goose. That's or there was a guy the named... Characters. That's Maverick all I remember. Yeah, Maverick, another one. It's one of those weird things. It's like, was such a Iceman. big... Iceman was Val Kilmer. Iceman. 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 Val Kilmer was in it? Yes. The original, man, yeah. Wow. I think he's in the in the sequel as well. He has like a cameo or something. See, it's a movie I remember existing, but 92 would have been what? I would have been grade two. I never cared what to watch 92? it. Yeah, the original it Top Gun. Was it the 80s? One of them was in 92. Maybe Top Gun 2 was 92. I just remember there because... Uh, there's only <laughs> Top Gun 1. There's only one. There's, and there's a second one now. Really? There wasn't a sequel? 1986. Holy 80s, shit. 92. Where'd you pull that from? So remember Columbia, uh, Columbia House? Yeah. No. 10 CDs for a penny? 10 CDs for a penny. And then they ended up doing the VHS tapes. So they had that. So they had the audio version, which was like 10 CDs for a penny. And then you'd get your regular ones. You had to pay regular price. And they just sent it to you regularly, even if you didn't. Um, yeah. They had a VHS version where they had that same little brochure. You picked off whichever movies you wanted, and for like one dollar, you'd get like ten tapes, and then you'd cool. get regular movies billed to you for the next two years at regular price monthly. Um, I remember signing up for this stuff, and then my dad getting the bill. And I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Mm. <laughs> right? And at that time, it was so like, it's kind of how like business was is. You didn't need a credit card to sign up for the shit. You just legit picked whatever you wanted, put your address, put a name, and put it in the mill. And they would come back and they'd invoice you. I so this Good is like days. early Good Netflix. This is early nineties, yeah. So it's early Netflix. It, it's very much Netflixy, yeah. And so like me and my friend were like, yo, this is a wicked scam. Let's just keep putting new names on them. So we did like five, six of these with different names at our address. And it would, they'd send it to us. It's not like they were doing a credit check. Yeah. They would just send Netflix. an invoice and then... Netflix used to be Redbox. Red or Red Tube? Redbox. 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 Red yes, okay. Red <laughs> 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 It was one or the other. Okay. I uh, I don't know which one it is, but if you know what the you other could, one was, clearly, then... Clearly you do know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyways, yes. but it was you know, very. You know, you know what? You know what was what was crazy was remember the like the Indian grocery store videotape rental service. You know, people yeah, people go in, they buy. Like, how did they keep that. track of that, man? Like that was crazy. They had a direct paper and pen. Yeah, paper and pen. They'd write down who took yeah. it out, and then in the late nineties, they all started getting computers and having like basic software on it that would do all that tracking. Uh, but yeah, it was all paper pen back in the day, man. They'd write down your phone number. And they wouldn't be able to really validate or verify your phone number. It wasn't like, we're going to send you a four-digit pin. Just respond when you get it <laughs> type thing. They would have they would have a thing. Like, my guy would be like, he had a paper record at first when we were little kids. And then as he got older, yeah, they had a computer record. It's so yeah, hard. they eventually migrated to PCs. Yeah. 
with just a dot screen. I want, what did Jumbo Video do back in the day? They had a desktop uh, PC. And scanned oh, your yeah. card. They had cards. Oh, yeah, the card. You're right. Yeah. And the video cassette box had a barcode. Yeah. So well, they were just some of us. Some of us. Some of us only got as free uh, as far as the free popcorn. And that no. was uh, that was the experience at Jumbo Video. I was pretty late in life with all that shit too. To be honest, renting videos. Yeah. I think we no, did it man. like grade two. Grade two is probably when I started renting videos. We oh, were yeah, doing even later than that. Three. If it wasn't at the Indian video store, we weren't getting it. Yeah, English, guys, English movies. Yeah. Do you guys remember West End Video? Yeah. West End Video was the one right thing. And then they had the naughty section right behind with where all like squeezy <laughs> uncles walked in and out of. And you're like, what the hell's back there? And your parents are like, don't worry about it. I do not remember what a, the what adult a time, right? there, but... huh? I just remember there was like this one section. You're always curious what's happening there because it's like your normal video section, the closed off section. And every now and then, like, Someone would just like kind of walk, and you're like, "What's it there?" And they're like, "No, no, you can't go back there." And then later on, you realize, "Oh, that's what's going on back there." I never. I learned about that today, and I used to go there all the time. <laughs> what's End video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had a they had a adult section, <laughs> which is kind oh, of sleazy my. considering how small the place was, and everybody knew them. Jumbo Video apparently did too, or was it an adult adult section? It was a rated R section. So they had all the normal uh, movies. There's no way Jumbo Video had a rated R. Or no, no. An adult it wasn't an adult section. It was a rated R section. So they had all the PG-13, PG movies in the normal vicinity. Anything that was rated R, they had like a special section for it that they honestly only let adults get to. I just want to point out that it's you who's let us down this porn <laughs> discussion <laughs> no, not the no, one name <laughs> hold on mr red tube here yeah. oh so you do know what it was you got the <laughs> reference <laughs> uh, moving right along just talking well, what's the show about it's about nothing it's about nothing i just want these guys to know you got another thing coming bitch i'm still around Check out this uh, trailer for Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi. They're only doing six uh, episodes, limited. Yeah, release. it's a limited series. It's not. It's not like a new show. Limited series. So is that gonna perfect? Be... Actually, I think that's how it What's should be. What's your predictions? Better than uh, uh, easy. Boba Fett. Way, easy. Yeah, because I think because it's such a big character, they're gonna, have, and because it's such a limited series, and because it's such a big part of the story. Hmm. Like, it's not old canon that they can kind of just, you know, skirt around. It's something that's so well-known and popular. I'm pretty sure they're going to do a good job with it. They have to. Such, like, a big part of their title. So, I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Okay. I'm just, I'm noticing you're right. The new trailer came out yesterday. Sick. Oh, I I thought you were checking a red tube just to double check what it was. Is red tube around anymore? I think they're all gone. They're all owned by one company. Do you still have your browser subscription, Robbie? I don't know. I gotta check. I gotta check okay. my credit card statements, I guess. But you know what? Internet killed that industry. Internet killed a lot of industries. Did it though, or did it make it accessible with like only OnlyFans type things? I know even OnlyFans is a killer of like the traditional internet <laughs> porn industry. 
Because now there's no longer like labels, right? Each person can do their own thing and own their, you know, IP and run their IP on their own. But now it makes distributors, right? Doesn't that make it like you don't need the pimp no more? Everyone can be the hoe? Kind of, I guess. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, sure. The pimpless society. But like OnlyFans is crazy. I think we talked about this. There's people putting out workout videos on it. Apparently there's some really large lady that makes videos of herself, like going through a door. And I remember stuck. hearing about this. Like right? getting stuck. Yeah. I remember reading on <laughs> yeah. it. It was like the, and, and I was like, pay, people are paying for this. Like 2,500 bucks a month. To see some... from that. No, that's what she's making. It's probably not per video or whatever. No, not per video. That's she's making a month. I mean, it's a decent, it's an honest living. Um, I'm curious though, like, I remember OnlyFans had this, they were in the news a long, not a long time ago, but a while back last year, where they wanted to get rid of the adult content because they wanted to focus on all the other types of paid services. And that's when people were like, do you guys have other paid services on there? On OnlyFans? Yeah, OnlyFans was wanted to ban adult content. And then they quickly realized that that made up probably 99% of their... I thought that was a pump fake. Yeah, I thought it was a pump fake. Like, they just did that to get a stir. And then that worked. It was like a marketing thing. Could have been. It's a weird flex, it though. for you, right? I mean, there's <laughs> Patreon, right? I thought, it, I'm like, yo, OnlyFans is really getting rid of this. And Instagram was trying to make ways into it. Because they wanted to well, introduce paid accounts. And subscription-only well, models for accounts and stuff. The wild world we live in, man. No pips, well, if all those. If we're dabbling into uh, how things are priced and subscription models and whatnot, um, let's get into this uh, drip pricing. What's yeah, going so, with that, man? I have no idea. You want to talk about this? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just read about this today, honestly. Uh, so uh, Ottawa wants to ban drip pricing. Uh, drip pricing you'll commonly see when you go uh, buy sporting tickets, or if you use online like Ticketmaster or some of these other sites, and you, it says the ticket is fifty dollars. You go to checkout, all of a sudden you're paying convenience fees, uh, service upcharges, and you like. Your $50 ticket is now $85 after everything's said and done. Uh, apparently, airlines, people were saying, would fall under this too, where they give you one rate, but that rate isn't the true rate that you'd be paying on, at checkout more often than not. Uh, so what Ottawa wants to do is they want you to, they want these companies uh, to be upfront with what the costs are and they want to pass a bill under the Consumer Act uh, that... So they, so so. Wait, what do you want less transparency? No, they want more transparency. So basically, you're instead of saying all your surcharges and everything, you got to put those into the first price that you show people. So you can't add new prices How at checkout. Oh, I, I, I see. So instead of saying, "Hey, here's a fifty dollars like thing," you go to checkout. A hundred bucks. Say it's a hundred. At checkout, disclose all the all the fees, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, add like make sure your fees are all in the price that you're. The first oh, the original price. The original yeah. price. Who's who's com- who's complaining about this? I think a lot of people. It's an always been an annoyance of mine. No, really? like you go to check out. Right, right. Well, Did I you mean, just kind of assume it's going to happen. It's kind of like tax, right? We kind of got used to it. Yeah, but it's so annoying. Like you go to check out, and all of a sudden you're hit with a twenty-five dollars service fee. Like what the hell's a service fee? Like then it's just an annoying. Like just tell me that's hundred twenty-five up front. Yeah, but then you want to know what the service fee is as well. 
Well, Why? in 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 yeah. this case, how I'm imagining it is what the people want. You'll 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 get attracted to a sticker price of one hundred and twenty-five dollars. And then at checkout, you still get the same breakdown of why it's $125. But it's yeah, no longer, yeah. I'm buying something for $95. And then by the time you get to checkout, you see you're actually paying $125. And, and you still get the same breakdown about why you're being upcharged so much. But I guess it's just you've been lured in going in for a $95 item and you're checking out at $125. So I guess it saves you that shock a little bit. Yeah. But then, you know, to be fair, they should get rid of the tax as well. Like the, you know, how we buy something and the taxes on it added after. They should get rid of that as well. Because so, in the UK, when you pay something, the taxes are reincorporated. So right? that was one up. thing people were talking about in this is should taxes then be thing? But they put an exemption saying the only additional cost that can alter at checkout is uh, taxes, which makes me wonder about airlines because they always say like the fuel is a surcharge. It's not a surcharge, it's a tax. And a lot of the airline stuff wasn't really marked as fees so much as it was, was taxes, right? But then, like you had like, your airport tax and all I just those mean things. If, if, if the airport tax is different. The airport fees are different. Each airport charges a different fee. So you could fly, well, for example, to, let's say, Calgary and Edmonton are, are good examples. More or less about the same distance from Toronto. Not too much more flying, but the price will vary based on airport fees. Or, you know, flying to London and flying to London Gatwick or London Heathrow and London Gatwick London is Gatwick, huge yeah. because fucking London Heathrow is one of the most expensive airports in the world to to land in. Their airport fees alone are like 400 bucks. Think mm -hmm. of that per, per person. Yeah. So I, so I would hope that these things get it. Do you, do you, I mean, I mean I'd you want to know. want to know the breakdown or like. No, I want to know what no, I'm no. paying. No, no, one of you go. One of you go. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, I just want them to say this is the final price. Yeah. Like, I don't break it down in the end to show what led to that price, but. Like, How about tax then? Don't you, don't you want tax incorporated as well? I would think so. I'd be down with tax being in there too. Like, Yeah, but, I, I, I yeah, mean, if you're, you're going to go that route, just make it one price. Why just do, do we, it all, why yeah. do we then, you know, like at a restaurant and they add tax, just put it all in. Yeah. I mean, restaurants kind of do this too with the tips, no? Anywhere there's HST, you might as well just put it all in. If there's like, uh, I think there's a few problems still with GST, PST, right? Or, yeah, so with that, you could, I guess, split it up just so you see who's robbing you more. But um, other but than we that... Really, but the question is, do you really look at that? When you get a receipt or a bill, are you like... Now you, you, you I do, to base my no, no, tip you, off. No, yeah. <laughs> No, you obviously acknowledge the fact you're paying tax, but aren't don't we aren't we just accepting of it? It's not like we sit there and get angry about it. We're like it is what it is. You gotta pay tax. Yeah, I guess it's just product, a disclosure right? thing. Right? Like just, yeah, you know. It's I a mean, disclosure the, thing. That's all it is. I feel like with taxes, I know. Okay, I just gotta add. Oh, I gotta make room for taxes. But when you get all these hidden fees and stuff inside after, then you're like, oh man. I know uh, some of these ticket sites do a lot of that because hmm. they keep adding all these different Uber. services. Uber does that. Uber for delivery service charge. You know, when you, when you Uber does it. Yeah. More, yeah. Uber does it like crazy. So I would love that Uber got rid of it. And it's just like, this is the price that you're paying at checkout. Here it is. Although Uber also gives you a discount. If you use Aeroplan or some credit cards or you pay for their like monthly flaffy, mm -hmm. you could like exempt yourself from the delivery. But no, I agree. Uber should do that too. Where 
before you hit that checkout, it shows you exactly what you're looking to pay. All right. Well, overall, I guess they're saving people some annoyance, but this isn't like the see, a bombshell, like Roe v. Wade or some shit like that. I mean, it's EZW, <laughs> unlike Roe v. Wade, man. You guys have any thoughts on that? Where are you guys? I on a on a light note because this topic gets kind of heavy. On a light note, this is one fucking meme that every girl is putting out there, and it is fine. It's fair, but don't talk about vasectomies every time I read. Oh, if <laughs> it's the same meme, they're all posting it. It's like, fine, let's regulate. Why don't we do force every dude to have a vasectomy? It's reversible. It's like, ah, I cross my legs when I read it. It's like, fine, I get fair point. But don't. Come on, ladies. Come on. <laughs> I've never heard the vasectomy thing. I, that's all I keep saying is the same meme over and over again. It's like, instead of regulating our bodies, why don't all these dudes give vasectomies? They're reversible. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Uh, did you guys want to even talk about what Roe v. Wade is? I mean, Robbie, you're in the uh, state uh, that actually spurred this case, so yeah, I'm in Texas right now. Um, do you, do you want to explain the legalities of it? I mean, you're probably better versed in it than I am. I mean, I'll, I'll go into the legalities, but uh, I guess fine. Let's just back background. Uh, Roe v. Wade is a, a famous case from the U.S. Um, it uh, because of this case and from the Supreme Court, uh, the right to abortion or right for women to choose um, became, you know, enshrined in law uh, before it was like a, a state issue. And uh, because of the Supreme Court's ruling, it became something that federally was allowed instead of before only certain states allowed abortion, others didn't. Texas being one of them at the time. So the big uh, row pun intended um that we've been hearing in the in in the in the media these days is um there's a conservative i guess skewed bench now at the supreme court in the u.s and there's a leaked decision or leaked opinion from one of the most conservative judges on that panel um showing that uh they're going to try to reverse the decision so that's the lay of the land. I'll let you guys fill in and jump back in in a bit. Uh, my my I, I, my opinion of the whole thing is I don't care. Yeah, I don't care in terms of. Um, um, it seems strange that you know it, obviously it's a conservative issue. The the Supreme Court justice panel is made up of I think sixty six percent Catholics, even though the country is only composed of twenty two percent Catholics. Um, most of those Supreme Justices were voted in by um, the last two uh, Republican presidents, which did not win the popular vote. So this whole narrative that they're, you know, they're trying to change the law is not popular. Uh, and, and that's where I, I, I don't understand uh, the need to go backwards. I think, uh, you know, as a society, you think people are moving on, but, you know, hey, look, they're they're banning books in this state. So, you know, like... In certain schools, schools are banning books. They're they're really going backwards. So I mean, I'm not. I, I when I say I don't care, I don't care in terms of. I do care, obviously, in terms of the rights issue, but I don't care in terms of when it pertains to Canada. That's where I get frustrated with our Canadian politicians. Like everyone's talking about it, we're not going backwards. And uh, I think even the conservative uh, uh, MPs were told not to speak about it. Right. So 
I mean, it, it's it's always been a hot topic here in, in the U.S. And I think it's always going to continue to be, you know, as long as you have uh, that conflict between the right and the left. So that's my take on it. So one of the things that's it's kind of come up at an inconvenient time for a lot of politicians right now, because we have the leadership race happening, uh, the conservative leadership race. And so conservatives are the ones that everyone's kind of looking at what their opinions are on this, because they've always kind of been the, where do you guys stand? Um, so we have the federal conservative race, and then we have the provincial uh, campaign underway. And Doug Ford obviously gets pulled in as, a lot of people see him as a hard right. Yeah, they see him as this hard right conservative, social conservative, but he's no. pretty centrist overall. Uh, but yeah, out of nowhere, it kind of becomes an issue. Uh, Douglas was quick to stamp it from becoming an issue saying, listen, the Canadian laws are the Canadian laws. We're not touching this shit. Let the Americans figure their shit out. Uh, even when as far as saying, look, I know there's so cons in my party, uh, the Sam Westerhoffs and whatnot, and they have their opinion. It's not the party's opinion. They can say whatever they want. If they want to say it, the party's not in support of it. And we don't condone it as a party. Uh, just making sure that like his whole thing was, we're not going to let this become a narrative that, the media pushes or the left tries to take us down. Uh, most conservative and uh, most conservative leaders in the race today, the ones that matter, I guess. Sheree said could, they're not touching it. He's not thing. He's uh, for a woman's right to choose. Yeah, Brown. He's, he's, he's Brown. Same, same thing. Said, look, I don't uh, think we should abortion should be uh, everyone's first move. And that we should have other things in place to allow women to put kids up for adoption, this, that. But, you know, as far as it's the right to choose, whether I agree with it or not, we're not, I'm not going to open it up as a party. Uh, I don't know what PP has said. That's an interesting one because he's always kind of skirted the SOCONs a little bit. And I don't know if he's courting he's still, this group he's, here. He's, he's got a quite formulating them. response. Yeah. And he's in his debate tonight. I think there's a conservative debate happening today. So... He'll definitely have had comment on it tonight, so we'll know next week. But it's an interesting thing because, like they say, America farts, we smell it up here. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, yeah. uh, the court isn't supposed to be, the Supreme Court is not supposed to be a political thing, but it's getting more and more politicized. I mean, it's no longer Supreme Court justices, it's, you know, the Trump judges. Uh, federal, push judges, federal, federal, federal judges that have been pushed, but you know, right, they're being yeah. categorized. Um, even Trump, you know, in his last election, he's like, Vote for me, and I'll get judges that will yeah. overturn Roe v. Wade. Like, this case is that famous, so it, it's it's become a, a political court. And, and the U.S. judges, like, the justice system is somewhat political because they actually have elected judges as well, right? Mm. Um, so, so those judges that are elected to the bench, they, they're seen as people who vote, you know, in accordance to what's popular with the society. So at, at the time, so even, even Canada, I mean, like judges do get a lot of pull some t in the sense that, you know, they'll draft an opinion or, or they form an opinion when they are, are in a court. And this is, this is what lawyers think and say, you know, I, I don't know if judges really admit to this or not, but the thinking, conventional thinking is many times you'll make submissions in front of a judge and a judge will say, you know what, I want to rule in this way. They'll go to their clerk and be like, research law that will support <laughs> my, my instinct <laughs> or my feeling. Okay. 
and make it happen. So even like going back to this case, Roe v. Wade, when it was, you know, ruled in favor um, to allow, you know, under the banner of liberty and right to privacy to allow abortion uh, to be a woman's choice during, you know, the first trimester and then second trimester, there could be some restriction and third trimester will be ultimately left to the state. I mean, that was essentially the benchest way at the time saying, look, I want to make abortion a woman's right to you know, choose if she wants to do it or not. Under what branch of the constitution in front of me right now, can I make this happen? Okay, let's try liberty and privacy. And they made it fit. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. It doesn't really fit all the time. And they, they made it fit. Um, but it's because of that, like mishmashing and making it fit that there's always been, well, a crazy debate because one, you know, the church and state is hand in hand in the state, like crazy. Mm -hmm. So you have people irked because of that. And because, you know, if they were to take the church and state, the church were to take a, a logical approach, they, there is an argument there that they might have stretched the argument a bit um, to make it fit. But to be honest, this happens all the time. It's nothing crazy. And it might be seen as like judicial activism at the time, back in the 50s, 60s, or 70s, I think, is when this was decided and made into law. It was probably seen as like judicial activism, and activist judges saying, we want to make this into law because we feel it's right. Um, but it is what it is. And going back to the politics of it, guys, like you guys hit the nail on the head. You know, now all the conservatives here, they want to make sure they're not seen as people who fall under that Republican banner of the U.S. because they're really right wing. Um, but even the U.S., like you got to wonder is, is if this is not like a lifesaver for Biden who's dealing with like fucking inflation and, you know, <laughs> just low popularity that now he has this like during the midterms, this life raft of Republicans having to rush under the anti-abortion banner. And, um, you know, they can be seen as the saviors because I think the popular vote or the majority of two thirds of the U.S., don't yeah. want it overturned, right? Well, yeah. there's an interesting thing here uh, where we talk about conservatives. Generally, the leaders have all said, we're not touching that. We're not reopening it. Uh, obviously, the liberals and then the left are going to try to, you know, force it on them. And they're arguing, well, you know, we have our anti-abortion lobby in Canada who's greenlit friendly MPs and they're all conservative, mm. like sitting MPs who they say are with us on this debate. Is that something to be worried about? Is that something we should even care about that this lobby that we would think has no impact here actually has greenlit MPs from a specific party? Is it in Canada? Is this an issue? Is there a possibility of the right to a woman's right in terms of abortions to be overturned? Is there... You know how, how Ranjit had stated at the uh, mishmash or the jig, jig, jigsaw puzzle. Is is our is our law or more sound? Uh, I mean, are the laws more sound in Canada? I mean, from my understanding, we've done the same thing in Canada. It was the courts who stepped in and not the legislature who made the woman's right to choose an intrinsic right, right? Um, so is that something that could be overturned? Yes. Is that likely? No. Even the states, like, let me just put this caveat out there. This is just a fucking opinion that was drafted. It doesn't mean that that's yeah. going to be law. Like, judges 
although you know it's this is probably the case they, they are going to overturn it like judges are known to draft opinions and then get other judges to like Sign weigh off. in on it weigh yeah. in on it be like yo what do you think i wrote this what do you think uh is it too harsh is it too bad it been too off uh and then the other times like apparently this is again you know hush hush but like judges might in on the supreme court said to kind of you know pull other judges to go this time vote with me next time i'll fucking side with you yeah yeah. right um so there's that there's that happening in the background as well so uh, going back to your question robbie yeah again from my understanding and i i should honestly i should know this but it it was it was a you know the judicial branch that made this right enshrined in canadian society could it go back yes it could I mean, you get enough MPs, right? If you get enough MPs to pass a law and you have a majority, you can enact it. And if they're... They pass a bill. They'll pass a bill, but they have to go to the Senate, right? The Senate has to approve it. Yeah. I mean, the Senate would have to approve it after. It's not as easy. uh, Yeah, it's not as easy. It could just be the Supreme Court overturning their own decision, which is what's happening in the States. I see. And to be fair, the Senate here isn't really a check and balance as much as it is... uh, a formality because they normally always side with whatever the mm. ruling party uh, passes. They're just there because they get a nice pension and a light, little bit of salary to come in and hear, do some hearings, right? Uh, it, the possibility, I, I mean, you get enough, if you get a really, if you get a majority SOCON social conservative government who's has the numbers, they could easily pass a bill. But then you worry about, well, the next time when people vote them out, the next party comes in and they just remove the bill. You can get this like jigsaw back and forth or cont- like I whatever. Just, I, I mean, I, I just don't think that, that the, the anti-abortion movement in Canada is as prevalent or is as strong or staunch, if you will, as it is, as it is in the U S I think, you know, conservatism in the U S obviously has many different uh, facets to it, but this is obviously one of the, stronger things they like to uh discuss uh if you will but i i, I don't know I, I don't think in canada it's a huge issue maybe around election time you know i think last time was it aaron o'toole or was it andrew shear andrew shear sure. yeah sure yeah, he had mentioned it and, you know what i mean those are the only times i can re- really hear it kind of popping up into the uh main news cycle if you will but is it a talking point is it something that you know canadians generally are against or on the fence about i mean unless you're religious i mean then obviously i can understand uh well, you know especially if you're a catholic or any of these other religions you would be naturally opposed to it but i mean you know we also are in the country legalized uh marriages and and you know i mean are, aren't we forward thinking like are we really are we really scared to go backwards i mean I don't think so, but I mean, it works great for the NDP and liberals or anybody on the center left in any province going yeah. into elections now because you can put this fear in people, right? It's like, don't be complacent. Mm. Don't be complacent. Look what's happened in the US. This has happened here. Happen here. Yeah, it's a tool. Right? Yeah, it's a yeah so tactic, it's, it's yeah. a great marketing tool for that, for, for that side. Um, and so with, you know, provincial elections coming up, you know, Del Duca with a shiny head could easily be start saying that, even though, you know, the Douglas is cool and chill on that, but Hey, look, like, um, I think where it really political ploy. 
I think politically where it always, like you said, Andrew Shear, is Andrew Shear gave a very non-response to it. He's like, well, I'll let my, I'll let my party and the members vote by their conscience because he knows there's people in writings where they'll only win if they're SoCon or they only support that agenda, right? Uh, or who've made it their entire brand. So if he were to force it upon the party, that would cause a whole thing. So he, that's what really caused Shirk is his non-committal response to it. Really opened up the the. It gave the other party ammo to say, look, he's not willing to really be hard on this. You should be scared. If he's not willing to take a hard stance or commit to anything now, you know, what what's going to happen when he comes into power? So that's why I think it was cool that Doug, not cool, but it was like vital for Doug to get ahead of this. Because if you yeah. don't get ahead of this and you let people watch videos of Sam, you know, openly saying that he's against it and stuff, you lose track of the narrative and all of a sudden everyone's like well the ford government's gonna bring uh delegalize abortion we got to go left and you scare people into going left because it's not just that abortion i think abortion is just uh a pry but if you're like well the government's gonna go backwards on abortion well what else will they go back on will they go yeah, back on these other policies look. and stuff uh, yeah. and it's kind of scary because america right now is a repealing a lot or reverting a lot more or less right doesn't that open up like a whole domino thing of what else can be reverted then just yeah that's exactly it man because again you know um it's not like there's a, a right to abortion there's enshrined rights uh in the constitution liberty being one of them and under the liberty branch uh there's privacy and other liberties and those are used as justification for any number of things, such as, you know, uh, legalization of, of pot in the States. If it were to happen, it's not going to be like a right to do whatever the fuck you want. It'll have to be justified under an existing right or freedom of the U.S. Constitution, right? So um, that's how all these constitutional cases are framed. Even in Canada, you know, something's framed under an, exist an existing right, or under the you know the Bill of Rights, it's not like or the Charter. Sorry, um, it's not like judges are going about creating new things to be added to the Constitution. They're using the framework that's already there, and saying using that language, how can I justify this position? And that that's what they're going to do. So when you start taking back those past decisions, then yeah, there's a scary precedent, or there's a scary slippery slope you're going down, where you know. Today it's this, tomorrow, what is, what is it, right? In the States, uh, what other liberties can be reversed just because of a pen stroke of a judge who is, you know, um, trying to cater to a certain political segment of the population. It's scary. It's scary because, and it's not even the most popular opinion or even, uh, you know, most of these uh, politicians who win are not winning by popular vote. So that's what's scary, right? You have... Yeah. I, how many how many you know, judges are on the bench right now? I know there's like five of them that are Republican esque right now. Where's that lady that five just got six. voted recently by Trump? Remember? Yeah, remember her case because yeah, she's got pushed through, and then uh, it's not even that. Remember they turned down Obama's Obama's Supreme Court nominees. Uh, what was his name? Mitch McConnell. You know, mm. was it Mitch, or was the other guy Boehner? But purposely, just anything that Obama brought, they, you know, 
gave uh, any kind of obstacles or roadblocks they could put in the ways of making sure that uh, this would happen. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how they're not, it's not the popular opinion and they're not technically the popular party. They're just popular in certain areas, right? Because of the electoral college. All right. Talking so, about right, civil liberties right? uh, on the whole thing with civil liberties and all that. I don't know if you guys saw this in Canada recently, there was a, a bit of a report that came out that they were during the pandemic, they were cracking people's cell phones to see where they were moving. And some people are saying, well, holy shit, this is a pretty detailed report because they could tell where people were gathering, whose houses they were gathering at. Uh, and it was kind of cracking and it kind of showed like a majority of the movement that was happening at that time was between the liquor store and the grocery store were <laughs> the two favorite places for people. Right. Uh, but yeah, so some was civil that, libertarians. Was that, was, that, was, was that Bramptonians in general or just everybody? I think it was Canada wide, really. It was a, it was a national yeah. report. People uh, are drinking more. It's yeah. it's come up now because this report's now kind of who's, highlighting. Who's surprised? What... Who's surprised? Wait, but hang on one second. I, I want to just filter out some things, okay? Um, they said they were doing this before. It was in the news. Like, as it was happening, I remember that. It was already out there. Second, they're just tracking a population in general where people are going. They're not tracking individual people like Shindan this day went here. They're seeing lights on a screen gravitating towards places, okay? They can't identify who that person is. They can just see traffic, okay? So, like, being up in space and seeing a bunch of cars, you know, on a highway on the 401, without a telescope you're just seeing where there's a lot of traffic that's all it is so is there a violation is there a personal violation there i don't i don't fucking think so are but i su- mean are we surprised are we surprised even if they were i mean there's certain I mean, rights yeah, we should I, I, would, I would be surprised look, if they're ident- if they're tracking me personally then i would be surprised because but if they want to find something out about you but they want to find something out about you, where you were, what you purchased, where you made a phone call from. That There's a digital footprint there. We leave one every day. So it's not like everyone's living off the grid and you think everything's private. You are leaving a trail of your activities all day long, you know, especially if you're using an Android phone, you're using Google. Something's being tracked somewhere. For sure, 100%. You can't be that naive and think, oh, you know, nothing's tracking me. Or you go purchase something. Like Literally, they could track you down your whole day's activities if you're you know using credit cards or using your phone or i mean the surprise is is always the notion that makes me laugh like why are you surprised if you don't want no one tracking you get off the grid you know what i don't don't mind yeah i don't mind these these google suggestions that i get you know that after just search or talk about something like fucking great it's it's awesome i love the convenience okay but robbie i gotta disagree with you there, there is like a very fine but fucking important distinction you got to make is the information is out there. That's one thing. But the government compiling and tracking that information and actually keeping a record of what you're doing is something else. Completely but different. You, but, but you're okay with a, a, a corporation? The, like I know the information is out there. It's like No, no, but, Google, but Google's doing it. They're using that information then to, you know, do targeted ads or... Or suggestions so someone's tracking you i mean are you opposed to now the government doing it at the very least google asks for my permission before they do it 
Well, this is where That's European yeah, privacy yeah, laws, right? Yeah, European privacy laws have made it so that these companies aren't allowed storing it, or if they do store it, they got to expunge a certain uh, in piece of this information that it can't be tracked. Like they got to get, like they got very strict laws in Europe when it comes to this privacy stuff. That for yeah. some companies, yeah, that makes it some for some of these companies are just like, well, it's not really viable for us to continue to run these services here, considering how uh, much the privacy laws hinder our ability to gather this information uh i don't know i when i hear this i do you guys remember the scene from the batman the dark knight when he has like everyone's cell phone pop up and he has that system cracking yeah, and try yeah, to yeah. so that's the first thing that comes to my mind uh the scary thing for me is the government being able to use this information and act access it without permission without you know that needing that uh that subpoena because well, it's one thing for the corporate corp, corporations, Google's, the Facebooks, et cetera, to know this information. And even if it's, you know, anonymized, the fact that they can track exactly where you and your car are going from space a little bit, you know, they know who you are if they want to put a name to it. They're just putting mm -hmm. an, an ID number to, you know, anonymize you from an employee there. But I think there always needs to be that constant debate of where are our privacy laws? What protections do we have from this information? Not being collected and like in this case it's being used for good i guess to some degree to understand behavior during a pandemic but what's preventing so how do we protect bad stuff from happening with this information outside of us just getting targeted ads and what what would be bad like just give me an example what would happen with that information i mean like the that's, most... my, that's what i'm asking like what's the worst thing that will happen if the government knows i'm going to the grocery store or the lcbo irony Mayhem, Big Brother, George Orwell world. I just think it already exists. I think we're just acting like it doesn't. I, you know? it, 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 I mean, no, we've, I think, we've, I think, we've also let it in with our I think, own acceptance of these technologies. Robbie, the, the possibility for it to happen is greater now than ever before. Fair. Mm -hmm. But are we there yet? No. Just, be, just because of the law, the rule of law. As soon the as the rule of law goes away... Yeah, fine. We're there. So what you're saying is, is the government technically shouldn't be doing it because they represent that last step. So if they're breaking it, then gates are open. Is that what you're pretty, pretty much like, pretty much, uh, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe the courts, lawyers, <laughs> lawyers, <laughs> the last defense, those of guys civil again. Liberty. <laughs> the last defense of civil liberty. But yeah, I mean, as long as like the, there's a, the rule of law and people are following what that is like, you know, um, Tomorrow, there could be a law that says, yeah, you know, done. the parliament passes a law saying no more privacy rights. Um, we don't need that anymore. And then the judicial branch can step in and be like, yo, that's that's a bit of an overreach, right? So um, that that balance, check and balance is always there. So, fuck, man, I, honestly, that's all it really is. The rule of law is keeping us in the in the light and out of the gray and the dark. I mean, there is there is lots of gray area. Uh, privacy stuff is like uh, expanding scope of uh, law and policy for corporations and and law lawmakers, um, but like in this new world, everybody's kind of accepted. Yeah, information is gonna be out there. How do we filter it out? How do you expunge key data? And the most important thing is permission. You know, if I am gonna retain something, was it given the permission? That's the more important thing. Should we be more paranoid? Is it like we talk about how much data we willingly give over? 
And a lot of it's just for convenience, right? We get those targeted ads, we get that Google map service that helps us get to places faster. But should we as a society kind of have that European right. approach where the courts are like, no, 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 listen. But, we... that's, what I, but that's what I'm implying. We, we as a society let the fox into the hen house, if you will. You know, we, we are accepting of these technologies. So we are kind of opening the gate. Yes, I agree with the permission. Of, most people don't even read read those uh, terms and agreements they just scroll down and click okay so i mean mm. when when you when you, then, then you find out oh they're tracking you like are you surprised that's all i'm saying you know yeah. society society is not the um the sharpest tool in the shed right so, no but it, it all comes down to one thing like you skip it just the same fundamental question though anytime you skip that and hit yes is the app is telling you they're going to violate certain aspects of your privacy if you use our app you don't yeah. have to go fuck off and live your life without it. But if you're going to use it, we're going to violate your privacy to a certain extent. Are you okay with that? Everybody hits yes. But there are people, there are people. I So, like, uh, I, I, I know people in the, big in the privacy world who will actually read through it and hit no. Or they'll, like, contact the app provider and try to find some carve-out mm -hmm. or some sort of, like, setting. Um, and they'll restrict certain things, right? So... But eventually, yeah, people who are very paranoid, they, they should just hit no or, or not use those apps. I mean, it is what it is. It's not like it... it's an essential life service, right, to use Instagram. But should we have, like right now we have a culture that we're kind of, I, I want to use the word co uh, coaxed into coerced. thinking, just coerced oh. to just kind of click okay. Mm -hmm. But if we change that narrative a little bit where our governments, our media are constantly telling us, hey, value your privacy, uh, do you know don't just click yes make sure you know what's happening and we give a little bit more airtime to the voices telling us hey be careful about the man staring in through the blinds you know put close your curtains every now and then um I, and i think people's behavior is coachable enough that you can coach people into valuing valuing their own privacy more than they do now if you wanted what, them to and should we not, be coaching people needed. to be that's not needed man like the government uh, it's not the government's job to tell people what they do and don't need to value they just need to say look maybe i guess maybe educate people that you have a choice if if you value your privacy to this degree then hit no you have that choice just make people aware of the choice you're right there is an element of education needed but like just because i hit yes doesn't mean i don't value my privacy I know what I'm giving up for some convenience or for some entertainment. I, I make that choice, okay? So that's all you need to push out. Um, I don't think the government should be telling people, hey, look, if you hit yes, you're not valuing your privacy because that's bullshit. And then you're putting an idea in people's head of, you know, what they should and shouldn't think. Not my take. I just remember there was a time when we were a little bit more skeptical of our governments. And we would constantly say, look, that's too much information for the government. And I think in recent times we've, and I know the anti-vaxxers get big on this. That's where they kind of really hit on this is, you know, we ha we should have our own independent rights and stuff and are just the rights to privacy. And they feel like the government is constantly trying to take this away from us. Uh, like, you know, when the government did their COVID app, the one that would actually track your, uh, you know, your proximity to other people and whether or not you may have contracted someone with COVID, like the num amount of privacy scrutiny that that app went through of, are you using this app just to track us or is, are you doing, taking 
the proper precautions to, you know, know that we're been around someone with COVID without actually taking any identifying information. There was a, you know, some decent amount of noise. Uh, but what I'm trying to get back to is the, there used to be a time when we didn't trust our governments. And I think we're a little bit more trusting of our government now than we were in the past. Uh, so, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll chime in on that. I mean, with your example, it's not so much that, <clears throat> you know, with, for example, the tracking app or, or whatnot, that I'm worried about what they're doing. Um, because I don't think it's, uh, forgive me, I don't think they're the smartest people in the tech world working for the government. Um, but I am more concerned what how secure that information is once they've collected it. Mm. You know, I'm not as concerned that they're collecting it and what it is. I mean, fine. But how secure is it and the promises they are making to the, the general public about that security? That's my main concern, and 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 we know security can be porous, and um, that would be my bigger concern. That if you're not the best at what you do, uh, how secure is that information that you've been collecting? That's the part that I think they need to get perfect first. Uh, have in place those um, uh, securities or whatever you might be calling it before they start collecting all this information. Because to be honest, I I don't think they're the brightest people. Is there any you know, fear of this escalating? Like you start now with one thing and all of a sudden it just keeps going more and more now. I, all I, of... I just don't think they're good. At, I just don't think they're good at it, man. I think there's, a, you know, that, that's what I'm trying to say. Government programs, government projects. I mean, you know, do we think they're really successful? Do you guys really think government projects are operated extremely well and have this dark side of it where they're trying to collect all this data and, well, isn't that like, isn't that know. more evidence about it that they are so bad at it? Going to what you were saying with their privacy and yeah, security my, of it, but if they're my, so my bad at, <laughs> yeah. maybe they're yeah, over collecting and more information, they would deliver better services. No, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> I'm just I'm just scared someone hacking them. That's all it is. I mean, that's that's my biggest fear. Like they're going to get hacked because they're just not the best. Like, yeah. what if this all just ends up going minority report? You know what I mean? Where they're like, now they have so much information and like big corporations, they get very, they start implementing predictive uh, models. So they're already saying, hey, based on all this information we've already collected on you, we think you could be a threat. So we're disabling certain services for you or taking away some of your fundamental rights just because, you know, statistically, there's a good chance that you'll probably break this stuff. Like, is that not where this all ends up going if we just start giving up everything up so freely? I don't know, man. I still think you're, you're yeah, I think we're way too a, far. That's you, still too yeah. abstract. Yeah. You're but it all like, starts with like the, the government movies. can't get their payment, uh, payment software, right. And we're talking about minority report. Like, yeah, they got a ways to go. Right. Like, let's chill. be realistic. You know, I don't think but, us or our kids will have to deal with that. Maybe your grandkids. So that sucks for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, talking about people going to the grocery stores and buying liquor. I don't know if you guys saw this. Loblaws reported a 40% boost in profits. Loblaws, uh, evil corporation. And it kind of brought brought up the whole, uh, it opened up a lot of debate because we're going through a pandemic. They're racking it. They're raking it in. Um, is that ethical? <laughs> Should grocery stores be... Why not? Just, Price well, gouging to be fair, bread. To be fair, Loblaws isn't just a grocery store, right? They, uh, yeah. they're, they got their hands on a lot of pies. 
um, you know, they got their <laughs> nice puppet what you masters. Said. Robbie's puppet masters. <laughs> point that out there, so he can't say anything bad. And I'm not saying anything bad. <laughs> Uh, uh, but but look, I mean, they 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 have a responsibility to the shareholders to turn a profit. Um, so if they do that, you know, through their shoppers, I think they have pharmacies, shoppers drug marts. Part yep. of them. I don't yeah, know. yeah, shoppers drug yeah, marts. Yeah, so shoppers drug marts part of them. Um, you know, I'm sure they have other branches in retail as well, and other you know maybe non-retail branches. Oh, Joe Fresh, there you go. So look, uh, they're pretty diversified. If they turn a profit, great. Um, but yeah, if they are hurting Canadians at, you know, what's their, what's their lower tier grocery store? Is it no frills? No frills. There's no ice chopper or something or food. They have no frills. No, 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 no frills. No frills. They have no frills. There's yeah. uh, real Canadian bit. superstore, real Canadian superstore. Then the top tier is Loblaws and Zares is, um, outside the GTA. So Pertino's is as well, but it's a different structure with them, but you I, w- I would go no frills, real Canadian superstore, love loss. Yeah, so, free so if, if they're, uh, I mean, I doubt they're making big profits of no frills, but if that's where they're doing it, then yeah, you know, there's some corporate responsibility that really needs to be looked at. That's pretty shit. Why? Dude. Uh, I think I mean, price gouging or trying to turn, having huge margins on food. Essential uh, human rights where you have really no choice but to buy it from them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, there's other stores. Maybe These one guys, or two. Look, that's look when I sit, when I when I sit, in, when I'm in Loblaws and I see people complaining about the prices, I'm like, go to No Frills. Exactly, exactly. But when you are No Frills, and people are complaining about prices, blame inflation. Yeah, but let's say there is actually legit like yeah, but the, the margins margin on the but, food. Dude, the, but the margins in groceries are tight, man. It's it's. It's pretty tight. It's it's not this price gouging thing where they're making like, you know. You mean? I mean, they, they, they they've already had their price gouging thing. That case with bread, right? Where they were. Oh, the price fix, fixing, price fixing, price fixing, yeah. which is more or less gouging to some degree. Uh, and because they're just saying Loblaws has such strong buying power, they're able to push certain uh, impacts. But Randy was talking about the shareholder and. You know, to the share shareholders, Loblaws said, "Hey, we're raising dividends because we've had such a good year." Uh, Damn, that and, could have been. <laughs> increasing well, I, mean, I think I think it, it like everyone's eating at home. The pandemic was crazy, right? Grocery well, stores have never been busier. People are eating in more. Yeah, you know, people are just cooking more, man. So it's it's a yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. I think well, there's a volume. There's a volume increase as well, right? Still, I, I think I think that may be the case, Robbie. But there is something correct in that notion that we need to protect food as an industry and making sure it's always as accessible as possible, right? Like minimize price price gouging. Like if you're shopping at Longos, you should not be complaining about what you're paying for because <laughs> you're you're paying for an experience, okay? Exactly. But at No Frills, yeah, like. There has to be some sort of accessibility to the people of, of the lowest socioeconomic class in Canada. But are are we are we are we saying the prices are not? I mean, not within the three tiers of Loblaws, but let's say when you compare it to a a price chopper, compare no frills and uh, whatever the other budget equivalent, Jello Fresco, I guess. Yeah, fresh you know, it's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's food basics. Yeah, are those prices varying differently? Where you can say, well, no frills is is gouging people. Or is just the cost of business now? 
I mean, I'm sure all these grocery stores, if they say, hey, this person's charging $4.55, we could probably get away with charging for, like the market will all kind of yeah. move. But even the suppliers, remember like Loblaws just went through a, a battle with Hostess. Hostess or oh. Frito-Lays? One, one of the two, right? Oh, About yeah. Increasing yeah, yeah, yeah. chips. And they please, didn't want to. Please, so, please. so there you go. Lays wanted increased prices. Loblaws didn't. So... So should yeah, Shell, it's not just Loblaws, like Shell just recorded record profits as well, right? And people are saying, guess. dude, yeah. And that's, that's, people are saying that could be, you know, something that's uh, a liberty or right that all people need. To a certain extent, like there's an argument for it, but. Uh, should I grocery mean, stores, that end grocery stores. no, but should grocery stores to that, to that whole discussion be nationalized? Like we have a provincial uh, liquor and I think every province has their own liquors. Or their own original like LCBO, like it's kind of a, it's a crown corp thing that can you, is corporate. Can you imagine the government running a grocery store? The LCBO is one of the most expensive places to buy liquor in the entire world, and we're talking about not price gouging people. And you're trusting the government to run something like that? Yeah, but no, Robbie. Hey, that's not under a model where there's a monopoly by the government, right? But if there were public and privately funded grocery stores then you could have your government funded grocery store and then you could have your longos so it's your choice which one you go to but maybe you'll save 35 cents if you go buy bread from the other grocery place no yeah, so, so so how much savings are we talking about where people are upset i mean i would say the the price in grocery has jumped 50 bucks a bill over the course of the last two years on average, but when you're going between those two stores, maybe you're saving twenty bucks. Everything's went up, right? But yeah. I mean, are we saying those producers are not having trouble making that food as well? I mean, what are they what are they selling the food at? Remember, these grocery stores are not producing the food. They're buying it. Well, so, I remember reading something about the fact that the farmers, like the beef farmers in Canada, they're not seeing the same sort of price increase mm -hmm. on their end. It's they're saying like Lala's saying, well, the price of gas and all that stuff's also influencing it. But the farmers yeah, are saying, they, hey, we're not making more either. Like the farmers aren't saying, hey, we're we, we're making a fortune right now either. It's the grocery stores are making the fortune, but that fortune so they're making is I, not being cooked down. I could, I could, I think I could agree to that. Like, you know, essentials, certain meat products, dairy, bread. Uh, should kind of be regulated. I, I can agree with that. You know, it shouldn't have these price fluctuations. There are certain things. But, you know, if you're complaining about how much your Starbucks, you know, cold coffee espresso brew is costing you today, I mean, like, come on. You know, yeah. I, I do feel bad for the, the, the person who's struggling to get by. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about profits. And generally, the profits don't come from those lower uh, margin items. They come from people buying the X brand or, you know, the uh, black label PC product. And, oh, I want this special pasta sauce. Remember, that's where the profit's coming from. It's not going to come from raising it at five cents on a, on a loaf of bread. Like, that, that's the way I think, at least. You know? What's the, uh, what's the, sorry, go on. Go ahead, what were you saying? Well, I was just thinking, like, oh, maybe, like, uh, on a lighter end on this, on this subject, what's the poorest meal you've ever ate? And we've all been students, so... I mean, so, I can go right at the top because I do. I still have this meal like kind of regularly. Uh, Maggie noodles. You see sidekicks too. You put me in sidekicks. 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 I haven't no, done my, sidekicks in ever, but know, white, 
those white 25 cent noodles. White bread and like some mystery meat. That's been. You know, I used to I I used to work at a place. We had this like debate, and I, I heard the the best answer there. I I my poorest meal was just a piece of bread with margarine and microwaving. It becomes yes. like a cheese. Yeah, right? I, I still do that. I still have like very cheap tendencies. Like I don't and, need to, but there are quick fixes for food that no, still hit the ketchup spot. Sa- ketchup sandwich is ghetto. No, I know. <laughs> that is nasty. I've my kid wanted that and I almost slapped him. Like, look, I know a better case than I know that I work with. Man. He said, and this this be one for me. He said he was actually like almost broke and he had a slice of cheese, like, you know, in the yeah. plastic wrap with ketchup on it, and that was this that was his meal. Oh, that was nasty. a sandwich. What's what's the, I don't, what's the the, and okay. the worst I've had to live on, I think it was equivalent seven bucks for one week. That was the that was my lowest point in life. Seven bucks, but yeah, loaf of bread, man, and some mystery meat is all I bought, and that's all I ate. <laughs> I've done oh, a lot yeah. of cheap food stuff. Like I used to do potatoes. Potatoes are a go-to. No, potatoes. Are good. You boil potato. University is like one of my staples. Uh, just boil and bake potatoes. I've, obviously, you got to pay for electricity with that stuff. So if that's a little high, that might not be feasible for a lot of people uh but i still like three days in a row midnight i'm like you know what i'm hungry fuck it i'm gonna go make some maggie noodles that always hits the spot i hate maggie noodles and it's not like i say maggie noodles because i know a lot of people understand what maggie noodles i actually like that oriental brand i don't know what it is the ramens it's the mr noodle brand right but i don't know about that uh hot have you guys had the spicy ramen cup yeah, I've seen that with uh, the sriracha. The Chinese, the, the yeah, the red, the red, that's yeah, red rooster. Yeah, 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 I know. Wait, yeah. fancy. So no, man. So bad for you. I mean, I also do friggin' cereal for dinner every now and then. I'm like, you know what? I'm just hungry. Fuck it, cereal. What's go to cereal? Uh special K right now. Special. Special, special K with strawberries. It's a spot. Fiber in. Buddy, my kid sees that. He's like, Papa, you have your special cereal. I'm like, yes, I do. Special K, man. Do they market that to women? Yeah, it might. I mean, they make the boxes a little ready. and Someone type it in right now. I almost guarantee they market that to women. I think they do. Like, I do think the marketing on it is a bit uh, feminine. Uh, But, yo, that shit hits. So that's your, like, go-to cereal when you want a craving? Like, not Fruit Loops or... No, flakes or don't I haven't Cocoa fucked Puffs. with no nope. Cocoa Puffs. Love I haven't had try. any of those in a long time. It's, I can't remember the last time I had any of those. Ranji looks like a cornflakes kind of guy. While he watches Red Tube. Hold on, there's cornflakes <laughs> and frosted flakes. Oh, cornflakes. Cornflakes. He likes it dry. dry. <laughs> cornflakes, a little bit of vanilla protein powder in it. What? You guys are yes. gross, man. That's. I'm still not over the whole ketchup on bread. Like that was a poor meal. That that, that guy. Meal, I feel like that was that's a catch, poor meal. Ketchup on bread is by far the poorest meal I've heard so far. I mean, and ketchup this is coming sandwich. from a guy. No, no, no. You're you're calling it ketchup on bread. We call it a ketchup sandwich. Like I put some I mean, respect on the name. Be cultured. Put stick with margarine or butter on bread and toast that shit. Yeah, ketchup on that's, cheese. That's just... just eating that. That was crazy. That's, and this is coming from someone who enjoys like mac and cheese, like KD craft mac and cheese, right? Never, you know, I never, I never got into that until my kids started eating it. I, 
I never had that till university and live with Shinda. <laughs> I used to kill mac and cheese. Every now and then my kids get mac and cheese for dinner and I'm like, well, make sure I get get enough from me too. Like there's never any leftovers on that shit. I'm like, well, here's your bowl and here's mine. I, but uh, all right, moving quickly, talking about moving along. Rolling Thunder, have you guys heard about Rolling Thunder? I, you know, I know what it is, but I never paid much attention to it. I don't even know what ended up happening. It's, the, it's is it just it's truckers again, isn't it? You should no, know. it's not truckers. Don't now it's, it's truckers who who, who lost their truck and jumped on bikes. <laughs> it's bikers now. <laughs> they're just yeah, they're just they're just truckers on bikes. That's all it is, truckers. So was it bikers? It was bikers who it was bikers this time. They have I don't. I didn't see any footage of it. Like, you know what the truckers, you always saw down the road, like them coming down the 4 one well, with so rolling they, thunder. They, they didn't, are they fighting vaccines and COVID mandates? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind Good of the same them, thing. Man. Good luck to them. <laughs> That's all I can say. You know, COVID <laughs> done. Good luck. COVID yes. done. Yeah. Now they're just angry. They can't go on vacation. That's all it is. That's what they're I think it's about. still the anti. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's the not being able to. Some are saying the fact that some companies are allowed asking you for your vaccination status. You know, what, I want to point the What not. trucker is worried about that? What trucker? One of these guys don't work in office jobs. What are they worried about? When it comes to travel, though, I just want to point out how entitled we are in Canada. We don't realize it. So. We could travel to, you know, Australia, whatever. It's not a big deal. We just show our fucking Canadian passport, apply for the... I'm going to use Australia as an example. Apply nope. for the, yeah. you know, visa online. Uh, or you no, do it on landing. A, we don't, we don't you need do, a visa You get a landing. I think you get on landing. No, we don't need a visa for Australia. I think you do. You, yes, like you do. UK? No, 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 no you do. Isn't it like the UK? No, you need you a do? visa on landing, Australia. Yep. Really? Well, yeah. I don't know that. So, that's us Canadians, Okay. When a European or an Indian wants to go there, they have to show their proof of vaccination. They have so many vaccination proofs they have to show. We in Canada are blessed because like vaccination has been normal and it's kind of been like the standard of the other G7 countries. It's always been pretty high. But if you're like in a non-G7 country and you're traveling to all these other countries, it's normal for you to be, uh, for you to have to prove, you know, immunization records. We're we're not we're we're completely oblivious to that how the rest of the world functions, so, um, you know now if you have to travel somewhere and a country is asking you know, does this person have their COVID vaccine, and you're outraged? Well, that's fucking that's that's a really really a, a first world problem because the rest of the world has to show like yellow fever vaccination, and all these other fucking okay. yeah 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 so. This is not vaccination. Exactly. Exactly. Things we were vaccinated for as kids. Is it, are you guys surprised that this didn't get the same level of momentum from anyone? COVID's over. That's why nobody cares. That's why, yeah. No one gives a shit. Even the news is like, yo, this is stupid. Yo, I mean, I I came off the plane today. So, you know, went to the airport, showed my rapid test, showed my vaccine, did all that long check in process, got on the plane. Wearing a mask, minute I landed, not a mask in sight. In Texas, COVID doesn't, COVID yeah. doesn't exist in Texas. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, in Florida, masks Maybe here cares. are pretty rare now too. Like the only time I ever put a mask on is when I go to my kids' daycare because they still have it inside, and I'm like, look, I don't know who, I don't want to be that parent that it stands out. Some no, but you, but people do wear it in the grocery store in Canada. Like I do see that, see yeah. 
Everybody I haven't still, worn like, it. There's a good majority of people wearing it. You're I've just only seen employees and some. I've seen some employees still wearing it, but like when I was at Fortino's, majority of the people I think weren't. And what I mean by wearing it, I mean actually wearing it, not where it's like falling off there. Yeah, yeah. No, just and, and just you know wearing it for because they have to. Like there are people still concerned. Yeah, I mean I don't down, mind. Yeah. And I don't uh, fault anyone if they want to wear a mask. And I'm not even going to take a shot at them. Uh, I'm just saying, for the most part, I generally don't see people wearing masks in the grocery stores I've been to. That's why this rolling thunder, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. You do you, right? Like every Maybe other. they just wanted to get away from home. They're like, look, I got to go fight for my civil libertaries. Idiots. <laughs> They're bundles. They're truckers, man. They're your people. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> All right, so we let's hit up the bond of the week right, real quick. Uh, do you hear about Chappelle's show? Oh, video. Show on Earth. Ch- well, not the Chappelle show, but Chappelle was doing a comedy show. It was a Netflix-sponsored show. Uh, someone tried to attack him while he was on stage. They tackled him. Uh, his security came in, kind of took yeah. care of the guy. <laughs> did you see the Did you see the aftermath pictures? The, the video. His arm. His, his arm, arm looked a little. Is like backwards the other way they broke they broke both his arms how does that even happen like how can you kick an arm to be backwards you gotta literally like pry the shit out of that they snapped they snapped his arms yeah that was kind of messed up there's a graphic thing the best was chris rock's comment did you hear his comment i thought that i think it's fake but if it's real it's legit no i thought it was real i thought it was real chris rock remarked uh was it will smith on stage yeah he gets on stage said was that will smith Really? <laughs> I mean, good for him for owning that joke, but uh, Shindler just, just heard on the Will Smith part again. Remember? No, no, man. I feel like we've all come around to my point of view, saying it's okay to smack what? people because, buddy, everyone I know was so happy when Ron Banerjee got smacked up for tying no shit. No, no one's cheering for Will Smith. Yeah, you guys don't gotta. No, no, you don't gotta cheer for Will Smith. But you can cheer for the practice of slapping people. Yeah, sure. well, okay. if for let's two see, broken arms, see. that guy's going to have a payday in a lawsuit. So, Is he, though? He will. Uh, I I mean, lost. Who would we lose, me? I'm no, 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 I thought your audio um, cut out, but yeah. No, no. Yeah, I thought it cut out. No, no. I've seen more and more people saying, hey, you know what? Slapping this person is justified or slapping that person is justified. I feel like the fact that we're willing to acknowledge that slapping people is justified in certain circumstances, even if you thought Will Smith overreacted in his case of being made fun of for slapping someone, uh, you guys were pretty adamant that you should never slap anyone. No, no, no. No, 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 no. You guys seem pretty adamant at that time. We just said that the Will Smith bar was way too low. Eh, agree to disagree. But <laughs> I think this is Bonded of the Week material. Attacking someone yeah. on stage who has this huge security detail around him and getting your arms twisted inside out. That's... You looked all right otherwise. High level, high huh? level stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he's a, Trump, uh, he's a Trump guy. Like He had a bunch of videos of himself. It's probably, and he's probably a trucker too. Let's just put that in there. Oh, this guy. He was mad at uh, some jokes... <laughs> Or some left. The, this guy's in the Republican state right now. He, he went there because uh, Roe v. Wade is getting overturned. He wanted to uh, celebrate, so he's in Texas. Hey, man. He went to the heart. Texas, no masks. Go shoot some guns. Eat some barbecue. He's at the heartland. 
you know what's crazy about Texas is the real estate prices there. I like how I always bring everything back into real estate, but you get some nice ass houses. So, and I know prices Dude. there have gone up, but I'm in uh, this area. It's right South Lake, or it's, it's in that area, South Lake. Uh, just, just Google it. Look at the houses, <laughs> man. It's like, and I'm like, I was asking my buddy, you know, how expensive are they? Uh, Brampton House, same price. So, <laughs> and you're like, fuck, I'm over, I'm overpaying. Yeah. But prices are coming down right now. I know it wasn't part of today's show, but uh, 60% some people are saying expect from the highs. Like, from the highs. So what what would that put an average four-bedroom detached house at? A mill? Yeah, about there. Yeah. So well, They're saying drop drop 60%? No, they're saying there's uh, cases right now because one of the big problems is, what was the thing that they just talked about? Uh, you know when you pre-buy a home and you get assignments. Yes, the government's going to add in taxing the taxation on assignments. They're going to really come down hard on those. They're saying expect those to really start. Even the evaluations, those guys are you know they bought at really all-time highs, and now as the market has a downward trend, when the bank has an evaluation, it's not going to match. Now, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, all the, these, the appraisals these... are coming down short now. Yeah, yeah so and... they're going to be kind of. Look, either looking to get out or they're going to have be a hard time trying to find the um, uh, a way to close the mortgage, if you will. And before anyone gets at me, I'm not saying that entire housing market is going to come down 60%. I'm just saying I've seen things where people said expect uh, where housing went up 300% in the past for the adjustment in the future this, to come down to up to this 60 This is Shinda giving official financial advice. Mm -hmm. Take it. Not at all. I'm just saying uh, the big doom gloom scenarios. Some people are saying they could see this thing Correcting up to sixty yeah, percent. Yeah, how, how, how messed up is it? I'm saying a house is still a million dollars, and we're talking about a sixty percent drop. Like the notion that a million dollars is nothing Crazy. for a detached I mean, house in Brampton. What's wrong with we're, us? We're saying the house that was one point seven, if it's at one, that's a decent price. <laughs> I am moving to Texas. I am on this <laughs> website, and I'm moving to Texas. <laughs> I'm moving to South Lake. South All right. Lake. Uh, All right. intros you guys want to once you guys want to introduce yourselves oh yeah we'll never <laughs> what the doctor I'm roger from texas <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right mate oh, i don't know i went straight australian straight to you <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you're so down south i started thinking australian but all right was... dr rob enjoy dallas all right ranjit no ranj esquire hope you have a, a good uh, hockey tournament that you're in Niagara. Man, you're still be able to sing. play sports. I'm just, I don't know. I just need to learn how to call And uh, happy Mother's Day to the one or two ladies listening. It'll probably be right after Mother's Day after this drops and none of and, us will. Your mom listens, so happy Mother's Day to her. Yeah. Even though you've you, proven you know, at what age? At what age do the kids take over the gift buying? Because I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was instructed the, that the I got to take the... The minute, the minute they're able to use your credit card, that's that's... <laughs> It's like here, take this. I mean, I'm doing a trip to HomeSense and Chapters, and be like, "Hey, what do you think Mama would like?" Yeah, seriously, I need to do some shit like that. That's gonna I be the. <laughs> All right, Ben. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. next week about what gifts our kids made us buy. What we got for not buying the right ones? <laughs> for not uh, coercing them to buy something better. Exactly. Seriously. All, All right, right boys. Have a good uh, weekend. Peace. Peace. Peace.